is we've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways when our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide. All right, welcome back. John Fetterman. Uh, it was always uh, a toss-up whether or not this guy was going to be able to serve the entire the entirety of his term uh, just because he was never transparent about his medical conditions, and obviously we all saw that he was having some serious problems. Him and Joe Biden definitely could contend with each other. They both have a lot of cognitive problems going on. Uh, Wednesday night, Joe Cavello, his communications director, uh, said that he, Fetterman, began feeling lightheaded during the uh, Senate Democratic retreat and was subsequently hospitalized because of it. Towards the end of the Senate Democratic retreat today, John Fetterman began feeling lightheaded. He left and called his staff, who picked him up and drove him to George Washington University Hospital. Uh, Initial tests did not show any evidence of a new stroke. The doctors are running more tests, and John is remaining remained there overnight for observations. They said that he's in good spirit talking with his staff and family and he will they will provide more information uh, as they have it. Now this hospitalization is about a year out or a little over a year since he suffered from the stroke that he had. Uh, <laughs> isn't this yeah, I mean wouldn't this be considered lying to the voters? I mean you're not being very transparent about your health on all accounts. I mean, if you've had a stroke already and you're not in the best physical shape, you shouldn't be running for office. Uh, I I never worked in office, but I would assume one one would assume that it's a grueling job. That there is a lot going on. You got a lot on your plate. Uh, lots of debates, lots of bills, uh, lots of fighting for your constituents. I mean, it, there's a lot there to that job. There's a lot of travel involved. You would feel, you would think that you'd have to be in at least decent health. I mean, you don't have to be uh, you know, running a, a, a 50 mile marathon or anything of that nature. But you would think that you should, on on all accounts, be what anybody would consider is to be a healthy adult. Maybe you, you know, maybe your cholesterol's a little off or something small like that. No big deal. But for the most part, you're in good health. John Fetterman is not what I would consider to be good health. I mean, at least in my opinion. Fetterman routinely appeared disoriented in public appearances throughout his, throughout his entire campaign. Uh, he constantly mispronounced words, confused sentences. Uh, he had a disastrous interview with uh, NBC Nightly News. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they made every excuse possible for him. I think this is uh, an injustice for the voters up there. Now, I, I personally wouldn't have voted for him. <laughs> myself, but, uh, yeah, he got through. I mean, you know, Republicans run a better candidate. I'm not, I've never been a big fan of Oz, so he run a better candidate, but, uh, he's elected, uh, with assuming that he is able to complete the, uh, six year term and he is just freshly minted <laughs> and, it, and already He's having some potential problems. I'll tell you something else that I found pretty interesting is I didn't realize that the guy owned a suit. Until <laughs> I, I, I saw him at the State of the Union, I, I didn't even realize the man owned a suit. You know, you only ever see him in hoodies. 
I don't know if he, he thinks he looks cool or or where that's at or that's just the way he dresses and he refuses to change the way he dresses, but uh, I didn't even know the man owned a suit. Yeah, so that was news to me. Uh, Fetterman, not looking real good. I don't know if he'll serve out his full term just because of his medical condition. He doesn't look like medically he's going to be able to hang in there, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, you don't want to wish any ill on people, certainly – don't want anybody to have any real big problems, but if he's starting to have significant medical problems, the right thing to do would be to step down from the position uh, and vacate it and let somebody else take the reins that is in better health and that can better serve the people of their state. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it is is what it is. Uh, Joe Biden, I did get some numbers in finally. So I was, I was looking, I was waiting to see how many people actually wasted their time watching the State of the Union? Uh, if you remember the day, the night of or the, the day after when I did my episode on it, I didn't see the numbers yet, and I was curious to see what numbers actually, where they were at. Did he do well? Did he not do well? It, it was curious. I mean, the guy went into the State of the Union with a 30, 38% approval rating. Yeah, he is pretty much not like anybody I uh, I believe that that's the lowest approval rating at that time in anybody's presidency for the third state of the union. You're past the halfway mark um, of any president in recent history. So as far as viewership goes, there was an underwhelming response with viewers. No surprise there, given that his approval rating so low. Um, probably the lowest audience, or it looks like it is one of the lowest audiences in the past 30 years, which... Again, with your approval rating being so low, not a big surprise. Uh, an estimated 27.3 million people tuned into the president across major broadcasters and cable news networks, down nearly 28% from the 38.2 million who witnessed Biden's speech in 2022. Nearly three quarters, 73% of viewers were 55 and older, uh, and only 5% were adults. Uh, under the age of 35. I find that amazing. <laughs> so old people tuned in. Uh, sleepy, creepy old Joe Biden. I guess the old people were more interested in hearing what he had to say than the younger generation. Apparently, the younger generation didn't have any interest in his State of the Union address whatsoever, which, I mean, I can't blame him. It was a snooze fest at best. AP ended up reporting that the only audience that they could find that was smaller than Biden's came in in 1993 and it was 26.9 million people. So Biden only beat that by about 400,000, which is uh, not a whole lot. Uh, the speech was carried by 16 television networks. Biden's largest audience, believe it or not, came from Fox News. So it appears to me, well, let me give you the numbers first. Uh, speech was watched by 4.69 million people on Fox News Network. ABC had 4.41 million viewers. NBC, 3.78. CBS, 3.64 million. MSNBC, 3.55. CNN, 2.4, which for CNN, they must have been loving life. That was probably one of the best nights they had. And Fox Broadcasting Network had 1.66. So the people that watched it the most, <laughs> which was Fox... Uh, were there more or less to point out the lies and make fun of Joe Biden. 
<laughs> that's that's pretty much where that's at. So all of us that tuned in, any conservatives, libertarians, anybody that watches those networks, pretty much you tuned in there specifically to see Joe Biden stumble and fumble his words, see what lies he was going to tell, uh, see what his dastardly plans are for the next year. And that was about it. He couldn't even pull that size audience with anybody who supposedly supports him. Uh, Breitbart News reported that Biden's speech also received lower, very positive ratings than his predecessor speech, including Trump's speech. According to a CNN survey, 72% reported feeling that at least somewhat positive about Biden's speech, and of those, 38% felt very positive. I don't even know how you feel positive about that speech. What was there that was positive? Other than him telling you that we're going to need oil for at least the next decade or so. (laughs) Uh, However, the lower than average for the past, uh, this is lower than average for the past presidents. Trump's State of the Union speech average, for example, saw 74% expressing positive views. But of those, 54% felt that it was very positive compared to Joe Biden's dismal performance. Uh, Furthermore, uh, the average of those who viewed former President Barack Obama's State of the Union speeches and former President George Bush's speeches as very positive were 50% and 53% respectively. Additionally, an average of 54% viewed former President Bill Clinton's Supreme uh, State of the Union address speeches as very positive. So Biden did worse than pretty much any president that most Americans here are going to remember. Depends on how old you are, but if we're going all the way back to Bill Clinton, there's probably not a lot of you younger folks out there that can remember prior to that. I don't know if you would remember the first Bush. I definitely don't know. Don't think you'd remember Reagan. Uh, it take you got to be a little bit older, like myself, to start remembering any of those presidents. So, if you were curious what the outcome was for viewership, there's pretty much all your raw numbers on viewership. 27 million Americans watched out of 330 million people in the United States. I, that's that's pretty low. Yeah, I mean, i not saying that they get a whole lot better than that. That shows you how uninterested people are in politics for certain. Um, I'm struggling with some of the numbers because I don't understand how people thought that that was a very positive speech. I mean, there were times in the speech where he was yelling angrily at people. <laughs> you just were like... Okay, why are you yelling, man? What What is wrong with you? Really, there's there's a lot going on there. But honestly, if you actually watched it, I didn't see too much positivity coming out of it myself. I watched it, and I saw somebody who was struggling to read a teleprompter. I saw somebody who was trying to play the blame game on other people. He was trying to put forth bad policy. I mean, there, there's not a lot of positive there. I don't know what's wrong with this older generation, and if you're in that age group of 55 and up, I'm not directly taking a shot at you. I'm taking a shot at the ones that support Joe Biden. Um, I don't know what they like about this guy. I don't know what they see in him, but Joe Biden, there was nothing really good about that speech. I can't think of anything good minus, like I said, the, the oil deal. I can't think of anything good that the man said. The oil deal was the best one ever. That was the greatest one ever. The oil deal was perfect for me because that there, there's your climate change lie right there. So he already knows for a fact that no matter what, you can't get off oil because you're going to need it for the next decade at least. Is when everybody started laughing, 
It drowned him out a little bit, but he said at least. So he knows the same thing that I know, which is the same thing that you know, which is you're going to have to stay on oil until you find a suitable uh, energy source that can do exactly what oil and gas do right now so there is no uh, disruptive d- disruption in our energy. Yeah, Until that day comes, you're going to have to stay on it. All right, changing subjects completely. I, I want to say this. As a Christian, I'm not a perfect person. There's no such thing. Okay, there's everybody here is a sinner. Um, you try to do the best you can, and you know if if you actually put some effort into it, it's not that hard to be a decent person. It's really it's really not. It's a lot easier than it appears to be. Um, and I will defend my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God and the Father in heaven above, at all costs. And when I see articles like the one I'm about to give you, it it really. If you if anything bothers me, this bothers me. You know, this bothers me as much um, as hearing stories of uh, adopted homosexual parents that pimp out their kids. Okay, that's that's where I'm at with this because I'm very protective about that. Um, England has been a lost country as far as God goes for centuries. I mean, realistically, if you look back to why our forefathers left over there is because they had a state-imposed religion in England, and over here they wanted to be free to worship God in the Bible in its entirety, entirety unaltered by the crown. Over there, they, they've been lost for, for, for centuries now, and it's not like it's gotten any better. I did hear a recent report that Christianity was on a rise in England, and it's probably the best thing for them because... They definitely are struggling. You can't, society will not and cannot move forward without God. With all that being said, the increasingly woke Church of England is set to begin a project looking into using more gender neutral language for God in order to supposedly create a more inclusive understanding of the deity. Bishops at the Church of England are planning on launching a project on gendered language surrounding God later this year, which could see phrases such as Our Father scrapped in favor of neutral or feminine alternatives after some uh, within the church have claimed that associating God with men uh, has resulted in sexism within the religion. (laughs) So it's amazing. It's, it's, It's simply amazing. What's most amazing is if you're a bishop, one would assume that you have actually read the Bible. Okay. And if you have read the Bible, okay, I would, I'm going to assume here that you would understand at the beginning of the Bible, when God created man, he created him in his own image. So if you're going to create a man in your own image, this has nothing to do with sex. This has to do with following the doctrine as it's written. You follow the Bible as it's written. Then man was first. You're created to look like like God. You know, obviously we're not spitting images of Him. We are the same form as Him. He's a man. God's a man. There it is. I don't even understand why this is a conversation. But within woke ideology, nothing makes sense, anyways. So they attack everything and anything, and here we are. And it's just it has infected every part of society. It's even infected into the churches. And this isn't the first church that I've seen do this. I've seen plenty of other churches do this. 
This latest woke endeavor was spurred by a request from the Reverend Jonah Stobart, who asked the church leaders if there was a way to develop a more inclusive language in our authoritized liturgy. She went to the bishops to ask to provide more options for those who wish to use authoritized liturgy and speak of God in a non-gendered way, particularly because uh, in many of the prayers offered, uh, they refer to God in using male pronouns. Jesus, this is just, I, I'm, I, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it's, it's beyond ridiculous. You know, I, I, I don't understand where these people come from. And I'm glad that I don't, I'm glad that I, that I don't share the same mind frame as them because I would be one of them. So I can't, I can't get behind or even begin to understand this. These are people that feel inferior because of who they are and they need something to complain about. So they're going to nitpick every single thing. So anyways, after all of her ridiculous requests and, and talking with people, after some dialogue between the two commissions in this area, a new joint project on gendered language will begin this spring. Now th- this is in England. Keep in mind, this is not here in the United States in England. Their their system concerning uh, Christianity is already flawed because really the church tells you what you can and can't do as far as religion goes. It's not like you have a free you're free to worship here. So here that's why you have so many different religions. Christianity, God's not a religion. I know it's if you're a Christian you understand that. If you're not, that may be more difficult for you to digest. But it's not actually a religion. You you follow the book and you follow Jesus Christ. It's not actually a religion. Uh, religions are created by man. So that, that's the best way I could explain that. Uh, but they, it is not here. We are free to worship as we see fit, at least for now. I can't speak about what's going to happen in the future because Christianity is consistently under attack. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon because I've told you this thousands of times. I'll say it one more time. The Democratic Party, this woke left, these... Um, elites up top, they're trying to replace God and put themselves on top. They want you to worship them. They want you to come to them with your problems. They want to be your God. So they're trying to take him out of the picture. But at least for now, freedom of religion uh, still stands in the United States. This, I, this is so dangerous. You know, I mean, all you're going to do is further confuse people um, and, and where, where I, where I say it's dangerous is because you have people that are going to be truly looking for the Lord and there are people that are lost in this world and they're looking. And if you are what they stumble upon and you're the example, one of two things are going to happen. Uh, they'll accept it the way it is. And then you're going to be in the wrong or you will see what it is already pretty much understand that. What's happening here is not right. It will turn them off and turn them away from God and they will stay lost. You know, you're not helping anybody by doing this. It's beyond ridiculous. You know, the word is what the word is. The Bible is written. It's been translated. It is what it is. God created man. That's the way this works. Uh, just because a woman feels inferior, which I don't even understand why you would feel inferior because of that. He created man first in his image, which means God's a man. But to go into a a church where they're trying to be gender neutral, I mean, what are we going to start calling him? You can't call him Heavenly Father. 
You can't call out to your father. He is the creator of all things. He is the father. Uh, I mean, so you can't do that. So what are we going to call them? They, them. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, England, you guys, I, I, I pity you guys. I pity you that you live in an, in that type of a situation in a country that is so anti-God. I mean, look what Sam Smith just did. There's somebody else that's British comes over and, and dresses like the devil and does a performance over there and they think it's all good. Yeah, because the devil's got a, ho- a good hold of your country. Look, well, you know what? We'll just cut all through it. There is no gender neutral. There are no pronouns. God is man. God is a man. Men are made in his image. If you're a believer, that I mean, that's where it's at. So it's pretty simple. Beginning of the Bible. That's what you believe. That's what it's at. You don't get to alter the Bible. Sorry, man does not get to change the Bible. What is written, what the scripture is, is what it is, whether you like that or not. And if you actually took the time to read the Bible and understand the Bible, I think you would like it. I don't think you would not like it because I've, rare is the day that I have seen somebody that actually goes through, reads, learns, opens their mind and listens to the Bible that disagrees with the Bible. Because the Bible clears everything up. If you want to talk about one of the greatest books that will give you a direction in life above anything else on this earth, that's the one. I hate to see them alter it. I'm glad it's over there and not here. But we always have to stay on alert to not allow these things to creep into our system. Because I ain't with the gender pronoun stuff. And that ain't happening to me. I'm going to praise as God as a man. I'm going to praise him as a man from now until the day I die. You would never convince me otherwise. And I'm certainly not going to call him any type of a pronoun. That ain't never going to happen. <laughs> At least from me. Anybody else I can't speak for. But I can definitely speak for myself and my family. My wife is even worse than I am. My wife, when she saw this, she's like, I'm going to vomit. These people are disgusting. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it. And it's, and what's even worse is this is not coming from some type of a commission outside. These are coming from supposed bishops. Ooh, you better be careful what churches you go to. I can tell you. Yeah. I mean, even here in the States, I, I've seen some churches that, yeah, I'd be very cautious what church you go to, uh, make your own decisions in life, but I'd be very cautious, uh, because a lot of churches don't pass the smell test. They got a lot of weird stuff going on in there. All right, it's Friday. Thank God. The week the week went by pretty fast for me anyways. Um, I hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always a great help. Um, if you'd like to contact me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. We'll do it again on Monday.